Well, the time has come. The end of the world is here, and Hannah, Ben, and I have taken shelter in the Winchester. COVID-19, our first podcast in lockdown. (laughs) Yay! First of all, how are we all feeling? Everyone's got a different zoom okay? Anyone have a little tickle in their throat? My my throat is a little bit dry, but... uh, Uh, Ben, get the hose. I'll meet you at Hannah's. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's weird times, for sure. It's like all of my training in all the video games and movies that I've ever seen <laughs> lockdowns in I think is coming into play right now. Yeah, this is our this is our time to shine pretty much. This is the prequel to Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, I think it's all affected us in in different ways. Um Yeah, it's definitely hit us uh pretty hard. The in- entertainment industry has taken a big dip. Um we all basically got fired. <laughs> which is fun the whole industry at once um but yeah we'll see we'll see how this uh how this affects us afterwards i mean is it going to be like sars is it going to be you know only for a little while and then how long is it going to take for productions to get back to toronto we shall see yeah we're going to go through a major dry spell in uh new television and film over the next six to eight months as Everything that was coming out has been pushed back, and everything that was in production has been either put on hold or canceled completely. I don't really understand why the movie theaters thought that they'd be able to stay open. Like, there's no new content coming out. Like, Yeah, it- that's a little weird. Um, well, Disney was sticking their, to their ground and going to release uh, Black Widow, um, but with all of the movie theaters, at least in Canada, I know... Um, both Landmark and Cineplex have announced that they will be closing down the theaters for the foreseeable future. So Disney would get a whole whopping zero dollars out of Canada for the opening of Black Widow. The UK, all the like the the company that bought Cineplex in the UK, they shut down all their theaters as well. So I don't really know where they'd be making their money right now. I don't think people are particularly excited to go and sit in a room with a bunch of other people not knowing if they might have the corona or not. I mean, I have been to the theater within the last few weeks. My wife and I went to see Onward. But we were two of maybe six people in the theater when we went, and no one was within 15 feet of us. It was pretty dead to begin with. I can't remember what movie we went to. Oh, we went to go see The Gentleman. That was a few weeks ago now. But (laughs) everyone sat in the same row. (laughs) But this was before, like, Corona was really popping off. (laughs) In Canada, that is. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because I was going to say, Gentleman came out uh, end of January, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think we went about a month ago now. Yeah, so I don't, I don't even can't even remember if Canada had its first uh, first case of Corona at that point. Well, it just like doubled or whatever. It was like thirty a week ago, and then all of a sudden it's like a hundred and thirty. So I guess that's not really doubling. Like <laughs> <laughs> Hannah can't math num- today. Numbers. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, it's a it's a weird weird world right now, and it'll be very interesting to see, like Scott said, what going to do to the entertainment industry i i've noticed a lot of businesses like uh yoga studios and um anywhere that's classes where people would 
congregate, they've all kind of switched over to live streams and videos and stuff like that. So it'll be it'll be interesting just to see how everyone reacts to this in the long run. And if more and more people decide to keep social <laughs> distancing themselves in the future. Well, if we can take this, you know, this all of humanity banding together and all that, why don't we take, why don't we continue that and save our planet? You know, let's, uh, we're saving the human race from a disease right now. We can fucking save our planet too. Have you I seen? Mean, Italy's carbon emissions have already gone down drastically. China's has gone down drastically, all because people are, you know, changing lifestyle habits. You could actually see Beijing from space, not a cloud of smog. Yeah. It's crazy what people will do when it, like, is something that will directly affect them. And, like, I think climate change is, like, one of those things that people have just kind of looked at and been like, ah, it's not it's not going to be bad in my lifetime, so I don't give a fuck. But, yeah, it's... Uh... Once once the fucking waters come up their, to their front door, then they'll... Then they'll say something. You know? Oh, for sure. Or when their summers are 60 degrees and they can't go outside. <laughs> like, Anyways. <laughs> that was a little tangent. <laughs> well, we got to do a nice little update. You know, it also tells everybody where we are in time. Um, okay, so where we left off last time, we had uh, some questions that were asked. Uh, and also, we decided... We were going to watch and review a great film called Warcraft. Hannah, why don't we start you off with the round of questioning, because I forget what the question was. <laughs> it was, what is your favorite adaptation? Ah, yes. Hannah, what is your favorite adaptation? <laughs> well, the obvious answer is Lord of the Rings. Ding, ding, ding. I think that they did a really good job with those movies of cutting out the stuff that they don't need and keeping in stuff that they do need. I know that the movies are still like almost four hours long in some circumstances, but I think they really told a compelling story and used the source material to their advantage with those films. Just the the difference between those movies and the Hobbit movies, like... Where, obviously, Lord of the Rings, they had to cut a lot of stuff out to keep it to one movie each. Whereas The Hobbit, they had to kind of expand on the source material to make three movies out of one kind of tiny book. I actually much prefer the version of the movies, uh, of the Lord of the Rings movies, where they had to strategically cut things out and trim it, trim the fat, as they say. And uh, I think they came out with one of the best trilogies of all time. So that is, shut up, Hilo. That is one of my favorite adaptations. That's uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's uh, I'm just gonna piggyback off of you. Uh, that's my favorite adaptation as well. <laughs> <laughs> this this doesn't happen to be because you forgot what the question is. <laughs> no, I forgot what the question was when we uh, <laughs> when we talked about it like five minutes ago. <laughs> but I was like, what were we gonna talk about? I totally forget. But, um, yeah, no, I think The Lord of the Rings, not only is, you know, um, I mean, The Lord of the Rings is such a big staple in our, not only our generation, but for, you know, previous generations. Uh, it's really stuck with with people, and I think the movies 
not only i mean yes they're their own entity and they you know they do a really good job of translating the book to to film but i think also they inspire people to go and read the book and and i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean growing up that was like our version of the original star wars trilogy when that when lord of the rings came out you know i was like holy shit like we can do stuff like this stuff like this is possible I think that I think it had like the same effect as, you know, the original Star Wars movies had on kids back then. And it still really holds up to this day. Like I I don't watch Lord of the Rings and go that is a movie that came out almost 20 years ago. Like that yeah. it's it still looks as as fresh as ever. <laughs> ben, how about you? Well, piggybacking on what you just said, I <laughs> No, uh, I love Lord of the Rings, but I have to say uh, my favorite adaptation is probably Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, Ah. There you go. It's a graphic novel series that I remember finding in the public library when I was in grade, I don't know, six or seven. And I immediately fell in love with the, the characters, the quirkiness, the kind of blend of hyper reality um and punching a hole in the well not a hole but yeah punching the moon um because you love a girl and you just want to to do it for her and so when that when the movie finally came out i had already been loving these comics for or the graphic novels for quite a while so i was a little i was apprehensive and from beginning to end i i, I absolutely love that movie to this day i find myself quoting it like at least a couple times a week. I rewatch it every couple months. It is every time I move apartments, I put it on while I unpack. It's it, it it's my moving movie. I think that the 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 soundtrack is so well crafted to really get the right emotions through at the right times and uh, it, like it's all for the most part like songs that I barely ever heard before and i can't haven't stopped listening to since like comedic timing um i don't know there's just there's nothing about that movie that i really dislike i think edgar wright did a great job of kind of taking six graphic novels and putting them into a single movie that's so dense but it's not you don't feel like you're missing anything you feel like every time you watch it you pick up something completely new and completely different that you had never noticed before like the the whole uh punching a hole in the moon that i mentioned earlier it happens in the graphic novel doesn't happen in the movie but in the background of the movie anytime you see the moon it's got a hole in it like it's it's little things like that that keep me coming back and just show how much absolute passion edgar wright had for this a uh, series of graphic novels that was really, in its essence, a love letter to Toronto wrapped up in this kind of almost shonen style story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is one of those fantastic <laughs> movies. Uh, filmed in Toronto, which is wonderful. Uh, sadly, a lot of locations no longer exist. But um, <laughs> the only thing about that movie that really dates it for me is after Scott's uh, first fight with Ramona's first evil ex, um, he picks up the change on the ground and goes, oh, $1.45, it's not even enough to catch the bus. And Ramona goes, oh, I'll lend you the 30 cents. 
I was like, I don't remember the civil or the uh, TTC ever costing that little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh that like I'm just looking at like all my like graphic novels and books and stuff are in my eye line and I'm just looking at everything and there's so many good adaptations. Lord of the Rings is kind of like the peak of it, but I was just looking at the Southern uh, Southern Reach trilogy and uh, Annihilation that just came out not too long ago. That was another like really, really good adaptation and I really enjoyed how they turned that into like an actual movie that, I don't know, I, the book is very strange and the movie kind of follows in those footsteps and I'm glad they, I'm glad they actually tried to make that into a movie. Uh, one of my favorite directors did it, so that was, that was a good one. Same with like V for Vendetta, that was another really good adaptation. Alan Moore, I mean, he hates anything of his that gets made into a movie, but. Honestly, I think, uh, I think for what makes a really good adaptation isn't something that just retells a story, but something that complements the original story. Something that, yeah. like if you look at the new Watchmen series, it's uh, it's a continuation, but it complements the original graphic novel so well, while also kind of acknowledging the movie, which a lot of people have mixed feelings on. Uh, I thought it was a good adaptation, maybe not the best that it could have been, but I think like looking at that TV series compared to the graphic novel, they work so well when you read them together and kind of take in the story as a whole. And they, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good sign of a good adaptation. I mean, there's some, there's some adaptations that I really enjoy, but I don't necessarily think they're a good adaptation because they just kind of retell the story and don't do anything new or interesting. It's basically word for word what you read or what, you, um, what you've seen before. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, going off of adaptations, like just uh, just to kind of spin it to the right here, um, what do you guys like? Like what video game adaptations? How do you feel? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, there's a bunch of movies that are coming out in the the next couple of years where the video games have kind of transformed into movies themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how like Last of Us translates to screen or uncharted the movie that's been in like pre-production hell for years and years and years like i guess i'm just wondering how you guys feel about those ones i gotta say uncharted has been in pre-production for so long that tom holland went from playing uh, a young nathan drake to be to playing i think regular nathan drake yeah Um, I mean, Red Dead Redemption did it really well. Oh, no, that was a video game. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've got really mixed feelings on uh, a lot of the video game adaptations that we've seen. I had a good time with Doom. I will say it's not a good movie. It's But it's fun. It's ridiculous it's fun. to the point yeah. where it's fun. I also actually really liked the first, like, three resident evil movies oh i thought i thought the first resident evil movie was a great adaptation going back to that um like i had i absolutely loved the creepy atmospheric thing it was very different from the original video game but still tried to keep the same heart and soul and i think they did a great job with that but then you go to movies like the original super mario bros movie where the entire time (laughs) you're watching you're like who the hell thought this was a good idea i mean like it's the reason why nintendo doesn't do movie licensing anymore (laughs) like they were like this is the best you got no no way i think they've made huge leaps and bounds over the last few years they started to really realize what it is about the video games that brings people in i know 
Detective Pikachu kind of a video game adaptation, kind of not. And I think they did a great job with that. I thought that movie had a ton of heart. Um, I've been hearing decent things about Sonic. I haven't been able to bring myself to go see it yet, mainly because of, uh, you know, movie theaters shutting down right now. So with all this talk of uh, with all this talk of uh, video games and and movies and you know they're blending they're blending quite a bit now. So a lot of video games are 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 already movies like Red Dead Redemption Two, for example. Yeah. Um, and you know recently we've had Sonic the Hedgehog and things like that, and sadly we haven't been able to all see that yet. But uh, I hear it's actually pretty good. Uh, if you go in thinking it's going to be garbage, apparently you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, but <laughs> We all recently just watched Warcraft again. I think, well, I say, I was going to say for the second time, but I feel like Hannah's seen that movie like a thousand times. <laughs> I have seen it probably five times, maybe six. I saw it, I got a pre-screening of it, like when it came out, I was really excited oh, yeah. and I got goosebumps the first time I saw it because I used to play WoW. <laughs> I'm a WoW yeah. recovering addict. <laughs> How many years have you been sober? <laughs> I think probably three years now, but every time I watch the movie, it makes me want to log in again. <laughs> oh. That's opening soundtrack. Oh my god, it's so good. It gives me goosebumps every time. I love also, the soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack is very good. In this it's movie. so it's Ramen Juali, the same guy that did uh, Game of Thrones and Westworld. Oh, nice. yeah, and Iron Man. Yep. Yep. It's a great. It's a really good soundtrack. It's like. It's perfect. I, I don't know for sure if they were going off of... I, I would imagine they were already going off of music that existed in World of Warcraft. Um, but just making it a little bit more epic. But man, it's a it's a good one, for sure. Uh, this was my first time watching Warcraft. I had never seen it before. I tried when it first came out. Whoa. I tried when it first came out. I put it on in the middle of the afternoon, sat down on my couch, and... Uh, I think before they get to the Guardian, I was asleep. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, like that opening sequence with them coming through the portal is so intense. That I mean, that was great. Tired. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> that opening sequence was great, and it slowed down quite a bit for me right after the orcs come through the portal. I find the humans in Warcraft are the worst part of warcraft absolutely i will agree a hundred percent there i was i got to the end of the movie and i was like i don't care about any of these humans i really only care about that one orc family yeah and like i i was watching the behind the scenes stuff after we watched the movie this weekend and duncan jones they picked him specifically because he wanted to tell the story of the orcs apparently everyone else wanted to mainly focus on the humans but the orcs are such a massive part of world of warcraft like, they have their own stories, and I guess Duncan Jones came in and said, no, like, I want you to feel the same emotion. Like, when you play World of Warcraft, you can play either Alliance or Horde, and so there needs to be stuff from both sides, which I totally agree with, and I think is, like, fantastic that they did it that way. But in doing so, they focused so much on the orcs and made the orcs look so fantastic and spent all this time building them up that I gave two shits about what was going on with the humans. Their storyline was so shit. I really like uh, Dominic Cooper and Ruth Nega as actors. I did not feel them in this movie at all. No. No, I... It, yeah. They like, felt so even flat. In, yeah. In Preacher, they're great. I love them both in Preacher. But, yeah, I, I found all the human characters i now so i struggled with like 
thinking about how they could have done it differently. And I, I honestly think they should have just made everything in that movie CG. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Like the humans in in World of Warcraft are already like kind of big, like larger than life. And I wonder if they like gave themselves a disservice putting like those orcs that looked fucking, in my opinion, fantastic. Like, I think that is the mm-hmm. best mocap other than maybe Gollum that I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd say, like, top three uses of mocap that I can think of off the top of my head are Gollum, Caesar in Planet of the Apes, and these orcs. And two of those are Andy Serkis. So that that's that's a pretty high bar to meet. Grandma, Grandma Tarkin's not on that list? That's a pretty high bar to meet. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> but, like... See, Grand Tarkin, he it, there was still something weird about him. There, yeah, there's something a little bit different when you're using mocap for a non-real, not a like human. a non-human compared to a human. Like Grand Moff Tarkin, I think was great mocap, but because they were trying to mocap a human as a human, it felt a little video gamey. Like I think it's yeah. one of the it also, best it examples that, of human. Like but. you know, he's you know he's dead. Yeah. Well, like, most you know people he, do. You know he's dead, so you know it's not real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, so, like, my big thing about Warcraft is there's like a couple things. The music, of course, is great, but the overall story, it's just it it does a really good job of setting up this world for future movies. It does nothing for me for this movie. It does feel like a lot of build up. Yeah, like, it's setting up, like, we're making sure that we know these people, we're making sure we know these people, blah, 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 and it sets up this entire world. You're like, great, cool, let's explore it, but then we don't do anything during that film. I cannot stand the young wizard. I don't like him at all. Yep. Yeah, he's um, he's a weak point, for sure. Yeah, he's like, and they give him, like, a lot to do, and I'm just like, come on, guys, like, he's just, just not a really good, like, I don't know what it was, what, what what decisions were made to have like the performance be that way or something. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to that. It feels um, like they didn't know what just, to do with him. Like they made him the comedic yeah, that, point. They made him serious. They made him the detective. Like they didn't, weren't sure where his character should actually point. Yeah. Whether it's the character or the actor or whatever, there's just something wrong with all of that. I really enjoyed how like the orc storyline I thought that mm-hmm. was great. I thought that was like one of the strongest parts, uh, if not the strongest part of the entire movie. Cool Don um, was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the look, like the look of the entire thing. It looks like a, how a Warcraft movie, when you think of what would a Warcraft movie look like? Oh, it looks like that. You know what I mean? Like this heightened reality sort of like armor that they all wear, which is all practical. They own that. Yeah. They they've made those armor pieces. I fucking love that. The swords, the armor, it's all a little bit bigger than real life than it should be. Like that sword that guy's carrying, if that was solid metal, he would not be able to hold it with one hand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, and I love that. I love that sort of like, you know, escapism, you know, sort of thing. You know, we we have to use our imagination. I, I I really liked. I mean, I like it. I think it's really cool. I think that they could have done, you know, just a, just a lot more for us to care about this movie instead of trying to set up other th- movies. And I mean, this this was how long ago? What twenty sixteen was? Yeah, it? so yeah. it's about four years ago now. And where's the net? Where's the new movie? You know, like 
If you're doing all this work to set up a world for future movies, look, we have no movies now. You know? <laughs> like, just make a good movie. Make a singular movie. I would be on board with a sequel. I really would. Oh, me too. It's And it's funny, uh, the stuff that you were talking about, like, the world building and everything. When I first saw this movie, I had i think i was still playing wow at the time and there was parts in the movie where like it and i was saying to phil as well um it's weird watching a movie and never having been a place but feeling like you've been there before so like as someone oh, totally. who, like who actually played like them talk like going to goldshire and stormwind and like all these places that i spent so much time in game in and like seeing it and it feeling familiar like they did a fucking good job with that like i think that they they nailed for people who played world of warcraft that feeling they definitely did a good job with that but yeah it, i it, always thought it would be it's interesting for people who never played and how they would react to the film. Now, did Duncan Jones not play WoW? Like, I thought I, I heard somewhere that he did, and that was part of the reason why he wanted to do this movie. I could be very wrong. I'm pretty sure he did. I know the guy that played Ogrim, he was like a world-ranked World of Warcraft player. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, which <laughs> yeah, one, which so- one was he again? He's the one that's one of the Frostwolf clan, um, not the main guy, but his, the one His war that, council? Yeah, the one that, like, turns on him. Yeah, okay. Now, another full disclosure, I have not played Warcraft, any of the Warcraft games other than I played WoW for a week, and I played World, <laughs> Warcraft 3 for, like, an hour at a friend's house back when it was still new. So that's going back a few years. Was this movie based on like the pre-existing lore of any particular Warcraft game? Like, was it from War- World of Warcraft or Warcraft One? Or so I I never played the original Warcraft games. Like I, I like kind of like you. I played at like my uncle's house because he had it like for a a time or whatever. But I'm pretty sure it's kind of like a mixture of lore but like the world of warcraft universe is huge like they have books and novels and like all this kind of stuff and like the rise of thrall and i'm sure it's all stuff that had already existed just kind of mashed into into a single movie okay i don't know if world of warcraft is like this but honestly watching this movie at least for like the first three quarters of it it felt like one really long fetch quest like it was just like oh we got to rush here oh we got to rush here oh we got to rush here just trying to set up all the the characters and what was going on where during all of it but they never really stayed in one spot for very long and it it felt a little jarring where it was like oh we got to go get the guardian they're there for like two minutes and they're like all right we got to go back to the castle where we just came from to talk to the king and like every every few minutes it was just like oh now we have to go to this this place but it wasn't it didn't feel super organic in its uh, progression to me yeah i think that was probably more of just a having to tell too much story in one movie like i mean world of warcraft is kind of like that you have your grinding quests and like all that other stuff but i doubt that they wanted that to come across in the movie i think that was probably just again too much story to tell in too little time i honestly like i was i'm a big fan of duncan jones as a director like moon was absolutely fantastic um, so like, I, I'm glad that he got the opportunity to direct this movie and co-write this movie, but I, I don't know. I, I looked at the reviews and like, it gets like a solid, like six, six and a half. And honestly, I'd probably put it right there. 
I think a second movie, if they ever do revisit the Warcraft world, would I would be totally on board with with a much more focused story. But um, yeah. I can't. I, I after watching it, I enjoyed it, but I can't give it more than a six point five out of ten. Yeah. So one thing I did, I, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly, but Duncan Jones obviously is David Bowie's son, and. At the time that they were making Warcraft, that was right around the time that David Bowie passed away. So I'm pretty sure that may have affected like some of the decision makings in the movie. Like I don't know if he was able to be there the whole time, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there was there was some personal stuff that went on. Um, oh, absolutely. I listened to a uh, I listened to an interview with him around the time that Warcraft came out, and he said that. Um, that uh, the orc family was kind of his farewell to his father, kind of the the story of the father and son, um, and the kind of the legacy passing on. Apparently, uh, David Bowie had a had a huge influence on Duncan Jones's desire to uh, not only do this movie, but some of the decisions that they made within the movie. I really like. Honestly, I really hope they make another movie. I. There's so much, like, there's such a wealth of story that's such good story. And, like, you can even, it comes across even in Blizzard's, like, cutscenes. They always do such a good job with those. And I I really hope that they come back to this universe um, again. Because I, I think, like Scott said, this is, like, a good movie for setting up the universe. But then you just never got the follow-up to it and it just kind of left like every time I watched it I'm like I just want another one I just want another movie I I would uh I would love to learn more about the the lore in the world of Warcraft no pun intended but I can't justify spending money monthly in order to play the game just to kind of get more of the story and I'm already get this 16 years behind <laughs> yep, the game has been out for a very long time. Right, it launched in 2004, right? Yeah. Yeah, 16 years ago. This has been one of the top MMORPGs for 16 years consistently. Yeah, I bought it when it first came out. When I was like 14, I bought the game. I was ready to play. I popped it in. And at the time, it was like a very, like, it was a great game, but it was very rough and it didn't excuse me, I didn't really tell you where to go and what to do. And I, I logged in and there was all these people and I like had a meltdown and quit and didn't come back to it again until like almost six years later. <laughs> it was uh, it was over 10 years ago that I tried to play. And I only, I went, I had no idea who any of the races were, or what any of the story was. I went, ooh, the elves, they look cool. I created an elf character and I was like, okay, now what do I do? So I just ran around in circles just trying to figure out what to do. I was so <laughs> lost. And that's part of the reason I only played for a week because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. It's a it's I it's a game that you kind of have to play with people. Um So that's the I thing find. is I don't play even online games, I don't play with people very often. Like I I do log in and play an online game every single day. I play Red Dead Redemption and I play it alone 99% of the time. <laughs> So I, I I think games like World of Warcraft aren't for me, but I really do want to explore the world because, I mean, even if I didn't like some of the story choices of the movie, I was 
still fascinated by kind of what was going on and I wanted to learn more about this world. And I think they did a great job with that. I want to learn more about the Guardian before he was corrupt. Mm-hmm. Also, I wasn't a fan of that actor either. Ben Foster? I don't know. I I didn't buy him yeah, in agree. the movie as the it's like I said, I love Don, uh, Dominic Cooper and Ruth Nega. I did not buy them in this movie. I didn't buy any of the humans. Yeah. I I I really think they should have just gone all CG. They should have just gone all in and it should have just been like a massive blizzard cutscene. I think it would have <laughs> yeah. been so much better. I, I really agree. do. I agree. I think I think honestly think that this has a lot of this world has a lot of promise as like an anim like a CG animated series. Like yeah, if, I know the Blizzard team is so focused on constantly bringing out updates for their plethora of games that just won't die, like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, like all these games that are like still number one sellers after years of being on the market. But I would love to see the team behind the cutscenes put together like a feature length film. Yeah. yeah. And I I think that they were hoping to do that with this movie, but I like it just didn't it didn't work. The humans didn't work for me. And the orcs looked so fucking good that the humans look like janky pieces of shit next to them. Like not for one second do I believe that one of those humans wouldn't just get obliterated oh, by yeah. those orcs um i oh, yeah. um totally i can't remember most of the characters names from the movie already and i watched it about an hour and a half ago because there was just so many <laughs> names that i was trying and like none of them were easy to pronounce so I, it was hard to kind of follow for me that way like i could still i know kind of knew who they were talking about in context but going back i can't name drop anybody from the movie so bear with me here who was the the guy who became king at the end of the movie. Lothar. Lothar. Anduin Lothar. Okay. Um, when his son died on the battlefield, I, yeah. I wasn't getting that emotion from him. He was just kind of I looking know, at him like, yeah. oh, okay, this is happening. Hmm. Yeah. I always found that relationship to be super weird. Um, the only thing that like kind of explains it is when he's talking with Gamora and he's like, I blamed him for my wife's death because she died in childbirth but yeah i don't think enough time was really spent like i think that entire plot line was just kind of it just felt mashed in there it didn't feel like they spent much time on it well i like i felt the emotion when he was trying to break through but then all of a sudden his son died and he's just kind of standing there looking like oh okay hmm weird you know what I mean? Like it just—I didn't get that. I didn't get the the anger, the frustration, the sadness from him in that moment. Yeah. So here's the thing: there, one of the cutscenes, it was a spicy, spicy scene with Gamora, like basically. Uh, Gamora. And, <laughs> or um, Garona. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> there's two green ladies named Gamora. Oh, also Garona. Did you know that her all of her skin greening was post what yeah yeah that looked fantastic i know it was all done in post i was shocked i thought that they painted her green but no it was all done in post yeah it was done very well anyways there was a species spicy scene with uh garona (laughs) and anduin where it's when he's he's all sad and they're in the bar and then she's like do you want me to hurt you and he says yes, and then she starts like punching him and kicking him, and then they just start making out. 
It's so crazy. I can't believe they even filmed that scene. I mean, I mean that makes sense based on her earlier comment about how laying with her would leave or would break the mage because of how orcs have sex. And yeah. So I mean, like that kind of makes sense as orc foreplay or something. I don't know, but that's it still just, so ridiculous. It, like- <laughs> Like it, it so makes sense like snapping a neck during foreplay, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes sense lore wise. It doesn't make sense to be in the movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it's like I can't believe they even filmed that scene. Like that, it's so for a PG thirteen movie. Like <laughs> they were gonna put that in there. I don't know with the, how uh, Puritan like the American society is. Like I cannot see if they had kept that in there. Oh boy. I don't think that would have gone over well. <laughs> I like for as a person that played the game, I really liked the movie. I thought it was great and I love that opening orc scene. I I would have been down if this movie was just all orcs. Like I I think it would have been a more interesting story if they just stayed with the orcs the whole time. But overall, I still get that same goosebumpy feeling every time I watch it when I hear that little murloc yell. I love it. So it's definitely one of my one of my movies that I will watch over and over. I was disappointed that we didn't get a little bit more of the other species, like the elves and the dwarves. Like we just get them really like at the very beginning in the forge, which is another part of the movie that felt like a fetch quest. Oh, we're at the forge. Oh, we have to go to the castle. Oh, now we have to go here. And uh, at the end during the funeral when you see them sitting in the audience, but they don't really do anything. Like I, I thought they would have been a part of this whole uh that whole battle but every single part of the king's army was human and at every meeting they were all human other than i think there's one meeting in the middle of the movie where a few of the other species were there but i thought it would have been like i thought they i thought they looked pretty good the elves and the dwarves and i would have loved Mm -hmm. to have seen more of that yeah it's like it's hard because in game, they're all very separate. Like the dwarves are up in Iron Forge, and the blood elves have their own like little forest area, and like they they really yeah. I guess they they come across yeah. Having more of that definitely would have been good. I played a Draenei, and in this movie, the only thing that the Draenei were good at was getting the life sucked out of them in cages. <laughs> so that was that was kind of a bummer, <laughs> but whatever. So another question here that's confusing me. The more I think about it, the more it's confusing me. So the orc mage had to drain life to open the portal, right? Yes. The human mage didn't. Like he moved, changed the portal to be Stormwind. So how? Where did he get this power from? Or was that just him draining the loss of his power? Uh, He was pulling it from that magical thing in the middle of the room. You mean the one that he corrupted already? Well, he had corrupted it, and then, yeah, I guess, I don't, I actually don't know. Good question. Okay. (laughs) Because, yeah, he was, he was in the the pool, and, like, crushed, and then I guess, yeah, he was probably using the last of his power to switch, that's probably why it was only open for a certain period of time, and then as soon as all of his power was drained and he was dead, then it closed. That, that's the best, that's the only thing I can guess. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good guess. It, it makes sense to me, but it was just one of those things where I was I was watching it. I'm like, so if this magic is so powerful that you need to drain like hundreds and hundreds of lives in order to produce this portal, how is he? How has he changed this portal into 
um, a completely different portal for good. Like I know the color changed, so obviously it wasn't an evil portal anymore because that's how video games work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same with Star Wars and Blaster Fire, right? Yeah, I thought it was in- like I I like um, the use of color in the movie. Like I don't know, I don't normally find green to be a color that portrays like evil. I just thought it was, but it tell that it to Maleficent. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I thought Lord the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but that's not evil though. Those are just the ghosty ghosts. <laughs> oh, but they're also some of the orcs are green. Uh, yeah, I I did like that there were subspecies of orcs in this. Like that they're like you, they didn't they didn't all just look the same. They weren't all the same puke green. Yeah. Then again, all of the puke green ones were pretty much evil, other than um, Gamora. Corona. Corona. <laughs> Corona. Yeah, they all the green ones were infected with the fell. That's why they were green. Why do they call it the fell again? Is it's that a just, war, was that a WoW thing? Yeah, it's just like the magic, the evil magic. Oh okay. I don't know that much about the lore of the fell, but now wait. Now you said that they were green because they were infected by the fell, but they he uh, the 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 evil mage uh, infected the one orc the one green orc with the fell in front of everyone to show how they could be more powerful who black can't he wasn't green what was he not i he looked green to me well i'm also colorblind so (laughs) oh yes i forgot about that yeah no i'm pretty sure he was green (laughs) Mm, i don't know he didn't look as green to me because which one was this Blackhand, the one that uh, died at the end in the one-on-one sword fight. Oh, the uh, one that died. Wait, Blackhand is the like evil one with the with the like claw. Yeah, he um, challenged the guy who became king to the battle and died. But he was in uh, the evil mage infected him with the fell just before the or while they were trying to escape out the portal. Yeah, I don't think he was green, but again, I'm colorblind. So maybe he had a green a green hue to him. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. That's funny. I swear Blackhand was green. That was his name, right? Blackhand? Yeah. Played by Clancy Jones. Clancy Jones. Yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing I'm seeing some images of him green, some images of him um gray. That's like he, so he would have been gray at the beginning, and then when he got infected with the fell, then he turned green. Oh, okay. But what about uh, the the half human, half orc? She was green. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> but that does also make sense why um, the baby's green, but neither of the parents are. Okay. Yeah, because because they he's, use the fell to rejuvenate yeah. the dead body. Yeah. All right. Now that so, we've gotten to so the bottom final of that, thoughts on. Uh... So final thoughts on uh, WoW, on Warcraft 2016. Uh, Hannah, what do, you, I, what, do you, what do you think? Summarize your, your thoughts for us. I love it. It's like just a good, like fun movie to throw on every once in a while. I still, the soundtrack is uh, incredible. The orcs are great. Humans I could do without if it was just a full orc movie. I think it would have been way better. But overall... It's a good fun time, and uh, I give it a eight out of ten. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Okay. Wow! Wow! 
Just because it gave me all the feelies. I, I love it. All the feelies and the ghosty ghosts. Ben, what are you thinking? Um, I had a good time with it. I love the soundtrack. I'll probably listen to the soundtrack again. As for watching the movie again, I think the next time I watch it, it's probably going to be condensed into about 45 minutes, and I'll skip past any scene that has doesn't have the orcs in it. I'd have to give it like a... I, I give it a 6.5... And the reason I, I'm edging 6.5 over 6 is because the CG was so well done and the score was so well done. But overall, a lot of it felt kind of rushed story-wise, yeah. just jumping from point to point to point, And the humans were just too flat for me. What about you, Scott? Well, the both of you really hit the nail on the head there. I don't really have much to add. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I would give it. I would give it a six or a six point five as well. I just wasn't feeling the story. I felt like it was trying to create a movie franchise rather than tell a story, uh, and that kind of irked me. Uh, the 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 music beautiful. I'll probably get it. Give it a listen after this. Uh, the look of it, loved it. The feel of it, the orcs. I thought the orcs had the most compelling storyline. Beautifully done um, motion capture and visual effects really kind of like you get more emotion out of them than you do the humans which is kind of sad but uh which, which but it's also good but yeah i gotta say overall i hope that there's a sequel because then maybe we can actually get to some story <laughs> i want there to be a sequel like it did so well in china we've had five million fucking Transformers sequels because it does well in china and like they're not gonna be warcraft come on guys Come on. It's a fair I just, point. I just want some sweet, sweet Warcraft. I just want to play WoW again. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't give in to your addictions. Uh, oh, my God. I will say, though, just quickly, Scott, based on something, or something that you had said, I really feel like the world in the movie was more organic than the story or most of the characters. Agreed. This has been the latest episode of The Winchester. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to follow us on all social media. Join in on the conversation. Give us a tweet. Give us a shout. Let us know how you're feeling. This has been Scott, Hannah, and Ben. Hannah, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at shinybadguys and on Twitter at shinybadguys, although I'm not on Twitter that often anymore. Alrighty, and Ben, where are you isolating yourself? Generally to uh, Instagram, I do also. Or you can also find me on the Twitters at the Ben Bray. And I'm Scott. You can find me on all social social media. Skay P S C A Y P. Thanks for joining us. And as we like to say, pew 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 p